We're back again, and we have moved ourselves to the edge of the desert. Yes, we're about five miles from the Ram Brewery. Uh, I'm not exactly certain which direction, but I'm sure they'll tell us where we are at the Mad Swede Brewing Company. And I'm very happy to introduce with Mark Nasky, because Mark is always there, Mr. Jerry Larson, who I believe is the owner, head brewer, and the Mad Swede. Hi, Jerry. Hello, how are we doing? We're doing great. That's a hell of a beard you got there, my friend. You look like you've just come down from the hills. I uh, may have. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been growing that? Oh, uh, a couple years, I suppose. Oh, wow, that's a winner, that one. So <laughs> you, with a name like Larson, I'm going to have to uh, assume that you are definitely of Swedish heritage, right? Yes, that's true. Good. But you were born there. Negative. No, I actually have to go back a couple of grandparents to find the, uh, the actual Swede who, who left the mother country. Ah, so ah. whereabouts in Sweden were you from? I'm not 100% sure. We think it was just uh, north of Stockholm. Ah, okay. Of course, you must get on with Mark there because Mark, being a Finnish person, uh, Finnish origin, <laughs> right? He's got the accent, you don't. But do you Scandinavians yeah. get on okay together? Well, so far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a man of few words, aren't you, Jerry? Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm going to say that you're going to let your beer speak for itself. Um, I'm very happy to say that I've had several of your beers before, courtesy of Mark and his trips back to the Illinois area. And today we're going to be trying one in a little 12 ouncer. And this one is called the Helm of Ore. Uh, and it's got an awesome dragon spitting out fire on the front of it, plus a little kind of insignia on it. Tell us all about why it's called the Helm of All. Oh, by the way, this is a robust oatmeal porter. You tell us all about it. I'm going to crack it open. Right, the the uh, icon you say uh, you pointed out in the middle of the dragon is actually the Helm of All. And it's a it's a mystical shape that uh, the, the Swedes would put on their forehead or their their uh, shields, and it was to instill instill fear in their enemies. If you look at it closely, it's a it's a trident coming from all directions, and so it uh, uh, basically meant that you have to go through a lot to get to me. So it was a uh, uh, it, was, it was to be fearsome. Okay, and you guys have the same beer, right? Yes, we do. sir. Why don't you go ahead this and try it? Are, are you open? No, we oh, can open now. Open then. we got to drink up here. It poured out absolutely delicious looking because, and I've got a light that's shining through it, uh, and it's shining through quite like a, re a red very bright red light coming through. Um, it's it's a very dark mahogany, very nice looking beer. Um, beautiful head on it. Nice light off brown. I guess that a coffee head. Would you say that? Oh, look, there we go. He's got his there. Beautiful. Uh, cheers, gentlemen. Oh, is that skull? 
Skål. Skål den saken. Ja, easy for you to say. Um, beautiful aromas of nice, right, robust malts coming out of that. So tell us about this beer. Um, is it a popular one in your neck of the woods? Uh, yes, it is. And it's, um, it's a robust porter, which means it's a little bit bigger, stouter than a regular porter. And it's, I say it's almost a stout, but, uh, but not quite there. And uh, still, still in the porter range, but uh, uh, the idea was to, was to buck up a porter so it wasn't just a simple brown porter, it was almost a stout. And what, where, what, what makes that move into the stouts? Because, you know, a lot of people would drink this and say, "Oh, this is a, this is a, you know, a stout," but, it, but it's not. It's a porter. What, what's the difference between the two? Uh, barley, roast barley, not malted barley, but roast barley. And that's that's my interpretation of the hyster historical record was that uh, a stout had roast barley in it and a porter did not. And yeah. so, so this has kind of all the elements of a stout without that one element. So it doesn't have that bittering, you know, super, super bitter, uh, super malty, super dark malty uh, uh, flavor that you get in a stout. Yeah, and that's the way I learned it too. So exactly what he says. <laughs> um, I find that it's got very nice slightly dry finish um beautiful body down the mouth you know it's like uh, getting those getting those roasty uh flavors that go through but it's not over the top no i don't use too harsh of uh the dark malts on there just uh, you know a lot of a lot of um a lot of dark because i like that color um and then the other part that kind of helps that uh the, the feel, the taste in your mouth is the is the oats, which would give it that little bit of a slicky note to it that, that kind of uh, enables you to taste it a little bit better is the way I think of it. Yeah. Do you, do you use brown malt in this one at all? No. Okay. Um, so you, you guys have been open for what, four years? 2016 did you open? Yeah, four, about four and a half years in October. So we're right near four and a half. And what made you want to open up a brewery, especially in Boise? Um, obviously been successful because you've been going for four years. Uh, insanity, I think, is probably the... Uh, <laughs> the Although we really didn't recognize that till after the fact. Um, so it was... Uh, and in Boise, is because that's where I am. But uh, the, I mean, I didn't, I didn't come here specifically for that. I was here, and uh, uh, basically, I was a home brewer. I'd been home brewing since 1979, and uh, with some gaps in there. Uh, but uh, really, kind of went down the rabbit hole in the 2000s, and 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 just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. And home brewing is one of those things that you can go as deep as you want. And, uh, and I kind of went down the rabbit hole and started entering in local contests and then started winning. And then my wife said, I, and I talked about it and said, well, we could either continue to work for HP for another 10 years or we could try this and see how far we get. And so here we are. Ah, so you were uh, in HP, 
Yes, uh, I, I, I'm, my, my background is as a mechanical engineer. So uh, I, I, worked, uh, I worked for them um, in, uh, for five years and then came back for 15 years for to 20 total. Did you uh, find that the mechanical portion of it helped you in joining all the plumbing up? Absolutely. <laughs> and finding leaks. Finding leaks, yes. <laughs> Um, now, I, I, as I said, we had had some of your beers before, and one of them that sticks in my mind um, had a, uh, a dog on the front of it, I think, and wasn't it called Naked Sunbather or something? Yes, that's it, Naked Sunbather. Oh, I got it right. Now, refresh me on what that was. There you oh, go. There. Oh, <laughs> is that an amber? It's a nut brown ale. It's a brown ale. But uh, I, right. I use I use uh, particular malts to push it onto the nutty side, a little biscuity, that that sort of thing. So, yeah, I uh, and that's the reason that it stuck out in my mind. I knew there was some reason I couldn't remember the style, but being a nut brown ale, right. very uh, near to my heart because I guess originally when I was growing up, Newcastle was a nut brown ale. Now it's a shit ale. So. <laughs> And then there was, I think, one called King of Kiev or something. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, my gosh. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun one. Um, that one challenges our systems. It uses so much malt. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun one to do. And, and, it's, uh, and that was a Russian uh, imperial style? Yes. And did, they, did I have a barrel-aged version of it, Mark? I can't remember now. We have them, so it's possible that he brought one back. Okay, yeah. Um, all of your names of your beers seem to have some association with either Norse mythology or something to do with the Scandinavian lifestyle. Is that so? Yeah, we try to do that. Uh, what we try to do is talk about the, the Norse um, um, history that people don't know about. Everybody says, oh yeah, those Norsemen, they were rapers and pillagers. Well, at that time, everybody was rapers and pillagers, but, uh, <laughs> but they were also travelers and traders and uh, they, they went places and stayed there for long periods of time. Uh, the first king of, uh, 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 of the Rus people was actually a Viking, hence the first king of Kiev. So, uh, so he was there, he was living there and he be became their first king. So that's one of the things that people don't know about. Um, a lot of it's just fun. Helm of awe was just because we thought it was really cool. And the, the helm itself was really neat looking. And, and so we try to kind of marry those together. I was wondering if you, anybody had noticed that I have a large, like, thing sticking in front of here this is my hat tip to you guys this is my viking horn glass which i've never actually drunk out of because i've never had enough beer to put in it this is kind of like your equivalent of our yard of ale in england right yeah how many, yeah. How many times have you drunk out of a a, a viking horn uh probably about a dozen <laughs> yeah, we actually have uh, one of our one of our employees gave my wife and I each a horn. 
and we had to we had to use it. So I've I've, I've had several beers out. I have a little a little pouch. I can actually put it on my uh, belt loop, and I can have a place to stash my horn, and then pull it right out, and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I always say, if you've got a place to stash your horn, uh, you're a made man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, this oatmeal porter is a very, very nice one. I'd love to have this on draft. Um, you're putting it into these small cans now. Have you started canning recently um, since the pandemic? Because I know a lot of places have. We were actually about a year and a half before the pandemic, we started canning. And uh, we, we started with, with two and now we're up to five in cans so uh, although uh one one we, we we do the helm in the winter as a winter seasonal and then we switch to Danegeld, which is a uh, a golden ale we oh, switch oh. to that as our summer uh summer seasonal so oh wow yeah bring that one back next time will you please yes sir i will <laughs> <laughs> i like a good golden ale good yep. um do you do all 12 ounces uh, in six packs, or are you doing also some pints? No, we're just doing six packs of uh, 12 ounce right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, the Helm of Ore is an excellent brew. Um, hopefully, when I get up to Boise, I'll be able to come and see the Mad Swede in person. You're not mad, really, are you? Not really. Okay. I was going to say, if you are mad, what are you mad about? Yeah. <laughs> we're saying that we're not mad because we're not angry and we're not crazy, although that last one may be debatable, but it's really a mashup between mad science is the idea. So. Ah, I see. Do you have any uh, special brews coming out in the next uh, couple of months that people should know about? We actually have a new, uh, a, a, a new beer. It's been out a few months. But uh, we're going to have it in cans beginning in March, and it's called Hemingleva. Heming, Hemingleva. Oh, and that means at Hemingleva was one of the nine daughters of the god of the ocean, and in particular, she was the god of calm seas. It was the god that uh, the sailors would pray to because calm seas are better than the opposite. So. Uh, so it's a, a uh, it's a hazy, pale ale. So it's a it's a kind of a modern thing with these hazies, but it, it came out really crisp, uh, really nice. And we use uh, we finish it with a brand new hop uh, out called Sabro, and it just gives it a, a, a great aroma. It's just wonderful. What's the characteristics of that hop? Um, it, it can give a little bit of, uh, of, of kind of a barrel age to it, but it also has uh, um, just a hint of that. But it, it has uh, a tropical with coconut uh, kind of overtones. So it's a really neat uh, hop. And uh, I think at the CBC, back when we had the Craft Brewers Conference, uh, we discovered it there. And then right after that, you couldn't get it. It was super expensive, but it's actually gotten out in the world now and come down to a reasonable price. So it's it's a real neat beer, neat beer to neat uh, hop. All right. Well, um, whereabouts can people find your brewery? In Boise, Idaho. <laughs> okay. It's a big place. You got an address? Uh, somewhere, yeah, on Cole Road. The uh, we're actually we're actually right by the airport. 
So uh, right, right oh, on the, uh, the first place I come to then. Yeah, absolutely. It, we're like five minutes away. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Jerry, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, even after you had a problem with a leak, which I understand yeah. you did. <laughs> you didn't have the leak, but somewhere had a no. leak. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, but I got it fixed. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, I raised my glass to you. I'm going to get my bell out here. There it is. I'm going to give this a couple of dings because I really like this. There we go. Yeah. My, my dinger is working well. Cheers, Jerry. Thanks I a lot. Thank, Thank you, Mark. You. We'll see yeah. you in the next and last beer, right? Tomorrow, yes. Tomorrow, all right, yeah. that's good. I'll be there. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Cheers. All the best. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers.